All right, so I wanted to touch upon more on the carnivore diet. So I'm on these forums, which I'm sure some of you listening to this is probably how you found this recording in the first place. And uh, don't get me wrong, I I really like the work that Sean Baker's doing. Uh, I think Joe Rogan's done some great podcasts, getting information out to the public from Jordan Peterson, Michaela Peterson, and a variety of people that are exploring this as a therapeutic agent, as well as a performance-enhancing um, diet. Now, so what's my beef with with the beef, as it were? I've noticed there's a lot of people that are dogmatically saying do not take supplements while on this diet. And I'm, I must apologize, too, for the recording quality. I will probably in the next month here get some more professional uh, recording equipment. In the meantime, um, I just felt the need to take action and start recording at least a little short, uh, short form, five minute episodes, uh, so people can get at least some of this data out out there, so it's floating out there for people to find. So the no supplement rule. Now I've been doing carnivore diet for probably about a hundred days, and I ran into some issues early on and then midway. Um, that required some nuance to navigate and required some supplementation to some degree. And, for example, I've never been able to put on weight. I am chronologically 33 years old, and I weigh a buck. I'm 5'9", and I weigh a buck, uh, let's see, 130 at the start of the carnivore diet. And then for the first, I'd say, 40, 45 days, uh, I actually dropped weight, and I was eating two to four pounds of beef every single day. Now that might make you wonder, like, well, how is that possible? Um, obviously, no carbs um, is a factor, but it actually had more to do with how well my body was breaking down that protein and converting it to amino acids and building blocks and converting it to muscle. Um, so, interestingly enough, I got a hold of uh, pure encapsulations betaine hydrochloric acid or HCL with pepsin and you know I've seen this in the functional medical um, discussions for the last 10 plus years and I've been in this field for a while now and um, you know you always see it it seems to be over overly simplified yeah just take some HCL and it'll solve your acid digestion it'll solve a lot of your GI issues and it'll solve a lot of the you know dysbiosis and so I thought it would really push that this time. And I had tried HC on the past. It used to mess me up. But I think the carnivore diet allowed my gut to heal enough so I could tolerate that kind of supplement. And so I started with one capsule, didn't notice anything, then bumped it up to two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, until I was around eight or nine. Once I hit 10 capsules per meal, and I take this just prior to consuming the meat, um, and granted, I'm eating like a pound to 1.3 pounds per sitting, so it's quite a bit of meat. And once I hit 10 capsules, I felt kind of that burn, and I realized, okay, I, I went too far. Then I took some DGL licorice. Uh, you know, I really wish I had the product in front of me, but it's from Metagenics, and uh, I'll put it in the show notes. But basically, that product helped kind of re- kind of reverse some of the discomfort that the hydrochloric acid took me to but interestingly enough so i dropped it down to about eight capsules and that seems to be right where i sit really good with uh my stool changed and it got healthier so it's more formed like consistently even when i don't really feel well at times um 
But what's been interesting, I've been doing it now for about a month, I've actually put weight on. So I went from 126, which I stayed at for about 45 to 50 days, and over the last um, really 40 or so days since doing the HCL and finding the right dose, I've actually gained weight. So now I'm up from 126 up to 133. And it appears that I'm gaining it slowly but surely. If I hit around 140, then I'll definitely know this is the reason why I have not been able to put on weight for a long time is because I didn't have appropriate amount of stomach acid. And part of that is, is I have an H. pylori infection, which is diagnosed through a GI MAP test, which is the best uh, GI or best gut test I'm aware of to identify uh, dysbiosis and pathogenic organisms. And it looks like this podcast is going to go over five minutes. So uh, I guess we'll, we'll have a longer one this time. So, but this is just another one of those points. You know, you have all these people promoting carnivore diets, but then they're straight up saying, whatever you do, just don't take supplements. You don't need them. And I'm a prime example of how that I would have stopped the carnivore diet because I just wasn't feeling well. The cooked protein was doing me in. Uh, I was creating ammonia buildup, not because the diet's bad, but because of the dysbiotic bacteria in my gut. And I wasn't making appropriate, appropriate amounts of hydrochloric acid because of an underlying H. pylori infection, which damages the parietal cells in the stomach, which is how you produce your stomach acid. And it affects intrinsic factor, which also is how you get B12. And interestingly enough, about a month into this diet, I started to show anemia symptoms. And it doesn't make sense from a nutrient density standpoint, because I'm getting plenty of B12 from the meat, but I wasn't absorbing it. I wasn't assimilating it. And through hydrochloric acid, capsules, even if it's eight capsules a day, you know, per meal, they seem like a lot, it did the trick. Now, has this addressed all my GI issues? No, it has not. I still have uh, migrating motor complex issues, which is slow motility, uh, and that allows for putrefactive processes to begin, which is my first podcast touched upon. Um, and basically, the, the importance of discussing this is the nuance and the devil's in the note, in the details. Um, and this is why getting a, you know, I think chasing a diagnosis is not always wise, but doing some labs like a GI map test by Diagnostic Solutions, um, I mean, I finally got connected with them so I can order those tests, I can order them for clients, I can order them for myself, um, and I'll be evaluating another one of those tests on myself here soon. But that can give you great data because it showed me not only that I have H. pylori, but I have the most virulent form of H. pylori as well as a high load. So all that data can be very helpful. And once I had that data given to me by a different practitioner, I was then designed my own protocol to address the symptoms of the H. pylori. And then, you know, hydrochloric acid has been one of those uh, processes. So it, it can be invaluable to get tested and to do targeted supplementation. Um, and it's, it's difficult to go wrong with hydrochloric acid if you go slow and you just listen to your body. And I think, you know, when they say once you hit around 30 or so, your HCL production goes down anyway. But if you're dealing with an infection like H. pylori, which damages the parietal cells, which is how you produce or part of the way how you produce stomach acid, then, of course, your stomach acid is probably going to go from a pH of 2, which is where it should be, or approximately around that pH. It's probably going to be up more around a 3 or a 4. So you're just not going to break down that protein efficiently. And if you're on a carnivore diet, that could be 
well, I mean, a clusterfuck of a situation. Um, and yes, I do curse on my podcast. <laughs> so, so it's just something to consider. I mean, I really would like to see all these uh, carnivore people that are getting more publicity discuss these kind of nuance, um, or maybe it'll take someone like me to enter the arena to talk about the details. Uh, am I saying you cannot, like, I'm not saying that you can't heal yourself with just meat. What I'm saying is, and what I'm suggesting is, if we're talking optimal states and maximizing the speed in which you get to that optimal state, surely a correct supplement program will accelerate that process if you know what you're doing. Um, and don't get me wrong, I've injured myself with supplements. I've ended up in the ER because of inappropriate supplement use. Um, it's not always a breeze. So you do want to know what you're doing, or at least have an idea of what you're doing. And from more from a strategist perspective, not a tactician. Um, it's not like here everyone take HCL because there's you know you may have a peptic ulcer that's active. Really wouldn't suggest it in that case. But there's other reasons to take hydrochloric acid, betaine hydrochloric acid with pepsin. Pure encapsulations is the product I use, but there's other good ones out there too. Thorn Research, Metagenics, there's plenty of good ones. Um, that's the starting point. So then I started to add apple cider vinegar by Natural Factors, three capsules per meal. And that seemed to help a little bit as well. Not quite as much, but I'm still doing it per meal. Um, and then I started to add a digestive enzyme by um, Enzymatic and just their basic one. And you know, it's interesting, prior to all this, Enzymes used to really mess me up because the lining was compromised. But this meat diet, you know, because there's really no anti-nutrients, there's no fiber, um, there's less insulin spikes, all those things that create inflammation and irritation have gone down dramatically. Granted, that is if I do more of a rare, like blue steaks or rare steaks, kind of towards the raw carnivore. I have not found, yeah, I basically have found that the cooked proteins or cooked carnivore style of eating actually led to issues uh, longer term. I mean, I guess this is still short term. 100 days is not that much. But, you know, it didn't take long for me to come to the conclusion that, oh, it's the rare to raw meat that doesn't really cause much issue because there's virtually no residue in comparison, especially if you're taking hydrochloric acid at that dose. So, So just something to consider. And there's other things too. I mean, you know, if you could check for macrolytic or microlytic anemia, in blood tests and um, get a marker there because if you're not absorbing and assimilating and breaking down that protein uh, and fat, you're not going to get the micronutrients from that food to much degree. And I just find it interesting that I've finally been able to gain with some weight and it's been since doing the hydrochloric acid. I could have been on this carnivore diet for probably months if not years and probably would have never corrected itself unless that infection got you know had, had been resolved and then the body's inherent uh, capacity to produce more hydrochloric acid went up. But anyway, um, again, apologize for the audio quality, everyone. And in a month or so here, I've just got some other expenses coming up that I want to handle first. Uh, I'm going to go the Tim Ferriss route and uh, purchase a very nice recorder and start recording uh, some really high-quality content. But in the meantime, some actionable data for you. Um, and just a, a notation, you know, there's no – don't treat the carnivore diet – as a strategy, it's a tactic. It's a tactic that is incredibly potent. I mean, I've not come across hardly anything that's quite as potent as it. There's some adaptogenic herbs that are amazing. There's some liver supporting um, stacking herbs that are pretty amazing uh, that I've come across. And we do stacking protocols, which I've essentially come up on my own. Um, 
And there's a lot of amazing things out there that can really help the body uh, perform better and feel better. But when you're dealing with an illness, especially a complex one that involves dysbiosis and maybe structural issues in the intestine, it's not always as simple as just, you know, do the carnivore diet and let it heal everything. And here, I mean, I've had like 20 plus symptoms. About 18 of them went away just for the carnivore diet. But the remaining two, you know, they're they're pretty resilient and it appears to be supplementation has been um, the route in which I have reduced those symptoms. So uh, just a, a notation to not get caught up in the dogma. Um, I can't stand the dog, dogmatic bullshit with anything from um, veganism to carnivorism, I mean, any of it. It's just don't get too attached to the tactic, okay? Strategies are far bigger picture, um, and I think if you keep that perspective, uh, you'll see the value of these tools. I mean, even a vegan diet has its value, I think, for certain people at certain times. Um, does it compare nutrient density-wise to um, a carnivore diet? I mean, if your digestive system is really on point and you don't have issues or irritability issues with the fiber, it possibly can. But our soil, I mean, our soil's been shot the shit. So I, I really, I really just, we really, I would be really surprised if, um, oops, is this still recording? Okay, sorry. Um, I would be very surprised if the uh, a vegan or vegetarian diet could remotely stack up against an animal-based diet of high quality. So uh, not unless our soils get re- remediated because just there isn't the micronutrient density in the, in the, in the food supply because of the soil. Uh, where animals still, it's still really top level, especially if you do organ meat. There's really nothing that really compares to that. Uh, algaes do up to a point, but still nothing quite, quite comparative to uh, raw liver. Anyway, this is uh, long on the tooth compared to my previous ones. Um, so I'll publish this uh, here shortly. And then uh, we'll do another one tomorrow. Uh, actually, yeah, I should be able to get another one out tomorrow. But then I'll be heading to, um, well, actually I can't say publicly, but I'll be venturing out of town. So anyway, you guys have a great day and uh, keep it groovy, you cats. Keep it groovy.